Welcome to the Snake River Lib Podcast. It is Wednesday, the 9th of August, 2023. Still season four. Not sure why I haven't pulled the trigger on the next one yet. Still working on that. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Today I want to talk about numerous events, numerous things that are going on that are going to have an impact on your rights directly, going to have an impact on the election of 2024. Direct impact on how the government sees you as an individual. Okay, first of all, they could not care less about you as an individual. There, that was easy, wasn't it? President Trump right now is having to argue before the Supreme Court or before the 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 uh, judge that he should be able to speak out and that he should not be gagged in regards to the trial. Not only that. But he made some comments about how they need to be careful, the the prosecution, you know, and hopefully, I mean, as he will very likely be the Republican nominee, hopefully uh, we don't have any rigging going on that will keep him out of the presidency. Um, I'd rather not see him in the presidency, but I'd rather see him rather than Biden or any other Democrat for that matter. There's not a single Democrat that would be better than Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump is not the best by any stretch, um, but right now that looks like that's what you're going to have to go with. I don't see any libertarians stepping up that are going to do anything other than their normal nuisance self. The only issue that could be is there's a, a an underground movement for the... Uh, no labels kumbaya group to put someone forward like Joe Manchin, which would just essentially cement the deal for Trump. I think I could be wrong, but you know, people, Democrats, progressives are not going to vote for Manchin. Conservatives are not going to vote for Manchin. I would I would say that even even right of center independents are probably not going to vote for Manchin when they see the choices uh, likely to either be Biden or Trump. They see what Bidenomics has done to this country, what the open borders has done to this country. And they understand that. Not that Trump is a Trump campaigned as a border guy. Spoke a lot about being a border guy, but ultimately, uh, I would say that he fell far short on that. But he's being de- he the the prosecution is arguing to deny Trump his constitutional rights of speech. Of course, that's understandable considering that the whole January sixth case, that the the indictments regarding January sixth that they brought is simply all about speech of which most most legal pundits understand that based on the indictments that it won't be thrown out by the judge because the judge is a huge Democrat supporter. It might be, you know, maybe on an appeal, dismissed on appeal. 
should be dismissed on appeal, but I could see it going to the Supreme Court and having that turn into a, a, an interesting scenario. All during the 2024 presidential campaign, by the way. The fact that the case is all about speech should tell you everything that you need to know about who the real fascists are. Speaking of fascists, Andy No, who is a journalist, uh, was was assaulted in Portland by Antifa types, and he filed a lawsuit, civil lawsuit against them. And even though they essentially admitted to doing all of that, the uh, the, pro- the the lawyer for Antifa in Portland outed herself as also a member of Antifa and insinuated to the jurors that Antifa would know who they are and where they lived before they went back to delivery. I want you to think about that. It's important to understand that because your right to an impartial trial is at risk. And when the juror jurors feel threatened, With violence, not not the violence of words, which is not violence. He was mean to me. I felt violated. Tell that to Andy No, who was beaten at, by the hands of the crowd. Thing is, again, like so many others, progressive. He had sympathies with their side until they showed who the real fascists are. The real fascists, of course, being Antifa. Or how about the, uh, the women and girls in sports who are working to to support legislation throughout the states and nationally and globally even for that matter that define who can compete or rather who cannot compete in women's sports. At a recent press conference, they they had to be contained in a room until protesters could be dispersed because they were threatening them, they were spitting at them. That's a great look, by the way. Or as the Virginia Slims commercial would say, you've come a long way, baby. You know, there was a time when women worked hard to establish the protections of Title IX and to establish the opportunity for girls to compete. And now the current administration wants to rewrite Title IX so as to let boys compete with girls. You know, it seems like we always pick up trends from Europe. But by the time we pick them up, Europe has already seen the error of its ways. The trans thing, I don't know, but more and more people across the globe are starting to realize that trans women should not be in competitive sports leagues with women. 
this travesty that a Supreme Court justice nominee, now an associate justice, could not define what a woman is. is got to end. You know, heterosexual guys, colleges and such are being castigated and ostracized because they refuse to date trans women. Can you imagine that? Oh, you can't date them. Well, or you have to date one. Next thing you know, they'll prescribe that. Well, you know, when you apply for your marriage license, assuming there's still marriage licenses in, which there shouldn't be anyway, but that's another issue. They say, is this a heterosexual relationship? Yes. How many trans women did you date before you settled on your spouse to be? And if you answer uh, none, then perhaps you may be punished by the state. You laugh. It's plausible. There's a person I follow on, on, I guess it's X now, not Twitter. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. That she mentions that in, in Spain, that if you go on vacations, which seems like many people in, this, in, in the nation do in August, I doubt it's the same way as it was then, but I, it seemed like in August all sorts of uh, businesses and such were closed. People went to the beach and on vacations and such that if you come back and somebody's in your house, that's just tough. It already happens here in the United States, by the way, in certain states, so they allow squatters to have rights where it's next to impossible to evict them. You know, laws are about property rights. As much as, you know, rights to, well, laws essentially should evolve around the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and property. No one has the right to harm or kill you. No one has the right to imprison you or subject you to bondage. No one has the right to your stuff. And that stuff is, whether it's your property, is in physical property, whether it's your labor, or anything which rubs really hard against the 16th Amendment income tax because that's almost like um, owning your labor. Really, that's the only laws that there should be.
you know, we've gotten third parties involved with things like insurance and such so that if you're in an accident, well, somebody else will pay it. Or if you hurt somebody else, well, I've got liability insurance. That's funny. Oberlin College, which a few years back, um, there was an incident with a bakery that had been going, that had been there for decades, family-owned bakery, where they proclaimed that that a shoplifter, an alleged shop shoplifter, which was convinced that it, or it was convicted, that they caused trouble for that alleged shoplifter because they were racist. And so the college went full in on that. I mean, deans and, and, and officials at the college, you know, organized protests and such against this bakery. Recently, uh, courts awarded the bakery $36 million from the college, Oberlin University, or Oberlin College, I guess. because they violated this family's rights to be able to operate their business by false accusations maliciously. Well, now Oberlin College is suing their insurers because their insurers are saying, wait a minute. You know, this was malicious. This was intentional. We're not going to insure this liability. All it would take is people having to be actually held to account for their actions to do a turnaround in this country. There's a, the person that was robbing the 7-Eleven just scooping stuff off the shelves into a, a trash can on wheels to take with him. And finally, they something snapped, and these two Sikhs, not exactly known for their ferocity and, oh, as warriors, yes, once upon a time, but those who are practicing Sikhs generally are very kind, compassionate people, but something caused them to snap, and they started beating this person who was stealing from them with like a broom handle. We'll see if charges will be pending for them. Undoubtedly, in this world, they will be. Just a few thoughts to lighten your day. I know it's pretty heavy, but I want you to really understand as we start heating up for the 2024 election, what really is at risk. You know, on one hand, you have the Uniparty, you've got Mitch McConnell saying that the House should not even be talking about impeachment, when in reality there should already be uh, impeachment impeachment sitting on Chuck Schumer's desk to prosecute or for the trial, even though the trial is a foregone conclusion, which because they require the, the supermajority. But there should be impeachment hearings. I mean, there should be uh, the trial for Mayorkas. There should be the trial for Christopher Wray. And frankly, Joe Biden and probably, I don't know if he can be, Kamala Harris can be tried for being stupid. But I guarantee you the Democrats don't want her to be the nominee.
So the Uniparty is alive and well. If Republicans want to win anything in 2024, they need to put up or shut up. Meanwhile, your rights are in jeopardy. It's Snake River Lib. Do our rights matter?